0: Hello everybody, welcome to Camel Call Friday with Evan Budrovich, I'm Chris Samar. We're actually taping this thing on a Friday as uh, this is our post-Cammies edition. The Cammies happened last night. Is this the first we filmed on a Friday? I I think we had to do it another time, one time. Maybe we should just start doing it. The quick turnaround, everything's fresh in our head. Um, Yes, it uh, it was a fun night. We will go over not only the Cammies winner's... Um, and the night that it was but uh, Evan and I have been there I've been there for all the Cammies uh, this was Cammies number 12 and there's an interesting history to them and the evolution they've gone on so so, so stay tuned and we'll have our uh, our abridged version of Campbell Cammies history but we got a lot of big things to talk about as our spring sports are coming down to trophy time we've been talking about it the past couple weeks but boy we've got Back-to-back weekends of back-to-back showdowns with trophies on the line. Our lacrosse team plays Mercer here at Barker Lane Stadium on Saturday, 1 o'clock. Simple as this. If Campbell wins, they get a share of the regular season title, and probably more importantly, they get the number one seed and get to host the Big South Conference lacrosse tournament that happens next weekend. If they lose, they'll finish third, and they'll have to travel down to Macon, Georgia, which is as far away as it sounds, to play in that tournament, which will be hosted by Mercer. Yeah, and you like you said,
1: given the nature of last year's tournament when they went to Mercer, kind of the same scenario, the Furman overtime game, they couldn't pull that out last year and then lost at Mercer. These girls are motivated, and even just seeing them at the Cammies on Thursday, yeah. they looked ready to go. They looked comfortable. The high point loss, they had the lead in the fourth quarter. Didn't play poorly, just struggled to score in that fourth quarter. Now, Mercer's run the table, and they've looked really good. So that's not going to be an easy match. Clearly, Mercer is beatable. They have a couple losses. Campbell's got to play their best game. And hopefully with finals, a lot of them out of the way today and early tomorrow. They'll be ready to rock and roll.
0: Yeah, Mercer is really, really good if you don't follow women's lacrosse closely. They not only got into the NCAA tournament out of the Big South conference last year. Yes, they're a SoCon school, but but SoCon doesn't support women's lacrosse anymore, so that's why they came to the Big South. But anyway, Mercer got into the NCAA tournament, won a game last year. Mercer is 14 and 2 this year. Their only losses were to Davidson and number eighth ranked Florida. They beat Virginia Tech this year. They've been blowing through the Big South. I, I like the fact that it's a home. I like the fact that you're going to be motivated anyway, but but Campbell was in first place last year, had a bunch of injuries. Uh, this is their year. Regardless, it's been an amazing bounce-back year um, with what they went through at the end of last year. But, gosh, wouldn't you just love it if uh, Don Easley and that team could get their first title?
1: If Emma Strickland could get hot. It's yeah. like playoff
0: hockey. If no, the goalie right. can
1: get hot for two Absolutely quarters right. and then have a – because High Point's keeper was big in the first quarter. Yes. In that game on Wednesday, she mm-hmm. shut down. It was a close game at halftime, and then High Point all scored all those second half goals. Like, that's what you have to do. You need a goalie gets hot, and you need Sam Bischoff to get five or six goals and just carry offensively.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that exact same thing. the fact that High Point, quote unquote, won that game by those big saves early in the first quarter. Uh, it should be fun. It will be fun. One o'clock this Saturday. Admission is free, and uh, if you can't make it, it'll be on ESPN Plus. And in the PM. last time
1: we were in Macon, football got a big win. That's true. And they celebrated in the yeah. baseball locker rooms. So, yeah, yeah. So either way, anything can happen.
0: Yeah. Either way, they are still in the in the Big South Conference tournament. No matter what happens with their chance to uh, punch your ticket to the NCAA tournament, but it would be so much nicer if that was hosted up here, which would be next weekend. Okay, softball, they are off this weekend, but they have taken care of business again. Another another sweep, so they are in first place. But next weekend, they will take on the second-place team, Longwood. And the regular season title is going to be decided. Longwood actually played Radford, the last-place team in the league, last night. Weather rolling through the area. They will play a doubleheader tomorrow. Longwood should win both those games, so both Campbell and Longwood will be tied atop at of the conference at fourteen and three. It's a three game series. That's all you can ask for, right there. And so that's a literal win the series, win the regular season championship. It is. A, it is a predetermined site for softball. So Ironically, the top four teams will be at Radford. Going to a place that's not Radford's been limited from the tournament.
1: Yeah, which. I know there's a lot of politics but it's a rotating schedule every year someone hosts
0: you want to talk about a game with a lot of juice in it you remember campbell uh went up to longwood last year after winning a share of the regular season title It was a three-way tie and it was campbell and longwood down to the finals longwood won it was a winner take all championship game and campbell on longwood's home field ended up punching their ticket to the ncaa tournament for a second straight year uh Wow, it's just going to be so exciting. And I wish heat, it was here. The heat of last year's series here, where Campbell won the series,
1: and that's what allowed them to tie for first place with Longwood and then uh, Upstate. Yeah, it's always neat when those teams meet. And, and two, yeah. Bella Smith's on a roll right now. Oh, man. And, you know, great pitching can dominate in softball. Yeah. And the way she's throwing, and I know Kayla Howell will throw a few innings in the series too, but this is the Bella Smith yeah. weekend to just put her team on her back, she has some time off with finals this week and just get after it.
0: Yeah, and, and regardless what goes on, it's a, it's a four-team Big South Conference tournament. Of course, Campbell and Longwood, one team will be really mad that they have just lost to this team to lose at least one trophy, the quote-unquote bigger trophy, the ticket to the NCAA tournament is there. But then USC Upstate, who lost series to both Campbell, to Longwood. They're one and five against both. They were picked to win the whole thing. So they're going to be up there with a chip on their shoulder. Either Charleston Southern or Winthrop look like the team that will make it the fourth. Charleston Southern, Winthrop, they've handed Campbell two of their three losses this year. So it's going to be a really, really good tournament way up in Radford, Virginia, without the host playing. Rick Watson better get
1: that voice ready, because that thing's going to be voice The voice Voice of of Radford, yeah. And and Rick's a good friend of the show. (laughs) But to not be in the tournament and hosting, I know with only four teams... Teams um, are bound to miss it. It has
0: been so tough. The Diamond Sports at Radford has been—they've been terrible this year. Baseball, I still Dead think, last. has not won, not a, won a Big conference South game. Conference tournament game. It is not a tough Big South Conference, and the and the softball team has won has won four games. So, anyway, our hats off to Red to Rick Watson. He's one of the he's one of the great guys in this conference. Um, but man, it's just going to weigh on him as he'll probably have to uh, do the entire softball series, Call the entire solo, softball yeah. game himself. Uh man, but for the good news is Campbell again. It, it's fun with both uh, lacrosse and um, and softball. The fact that the uh it is in They're playing for a trophy. Yeah, it, it's and it's in your hands and it's in your hands and uh, you know Campbell playing at home and then and then of course softball doing what softball does. Baseball. All right, here is the very very good news and and what I'll tell you. Come on, this is what uh, is an amazing part of an amazing season. Campbell woke up on Monday after an undefeated week and were in the top ten in nearly every major poll, including number nine, number nine in the nation to the uh, D1 baseball poll, which is the one the NCAA uses. In one of the baseball writers' polls, they were fifth. In the country, Campbell baseball in the top 10. And a consensus top 10. An incredible, yes, an incredible, incredible accomplishment. The
1: challenge now, and every coach talks about this, is you get to that high point and you do lose a game or two. How do you bounce back? Yeah. The Campbells have lost twice this week, both competitive games. Duke is. Probably gonna host a regional if they keep this up. And
0: and and a top twenty team.
1: And Elon is a tournament at large team, and they could get in depending on their next month.
0: Top forty in RPI, Elon. And remember the, the the scores, again, you don't get points for being close. Campbell lost four to two to Duke, six to five to Elon. Why it was important, Evan, is as we put out, last year Cam, Campbell's our last week Campbell's RPI went down. When they swept High Point because High Point does not have a high it's RPI a 227 as all. RPI. I mean, just just that, and so that's what Campbell is dealing with in the Big South. They had this two-week span. They will be off this weekend, no conference games because of finals, but they're playing four teams that will be in the NCAA tournament. Their RPI could go up, so it puts a whole lot of pressure on next week especially going 0-2 this week. Campbell is at North Carolina. That's a big name, obviously, and a big RPI team. And then they have Elon back here. Now you really are putting pressure on yourself to go 2-0, and which Campbell certainly can. From
1: a hosting standpoint, winning these two games are essential. If you want to be a number one seed, you can't go 0-4 against what they call quad one or top 50 RPI teams. Now it's interesting, D1 Baseball has their polls – And North Carolina is currently out of the tournament in some of the projections, some in, some out. So that's a hungry team. It's a Campbell team with a win over North Carolina goes, oh, that's a big RPI boost. Right now we're 35. That'll fluctuate a little bit with games this weekend. But a top 30 RPI team, if Campbell wants to host, traditionally, you have to be inside the top 30 RPI. If you're above 30, remember only 16 teams host. They don't typically take a team with a high RPI. So these next two games and the ECU game are fundamental to their resume.
0: Yeah, that ECU game will be the, the final game of the regular season, and ECU has dropped a bit but still doing what they're doing. Again, I'm, I'm not setting up anybody for, for excuses here, and Justin Hare believes his team is a top-ten team in the nation and believes that they should have won those two games, which they had chances to. Again, th- they were not outclassed in any way. And again, if you look at certain things, some calls that went some way, some runners that were left on oh. base. I mean, I mean, K- Campbell was right there in all those games. Again, getting close won't get you anything. But Campbell started the week in the top-ten in the country. And right now, even after the two losses, they are picked to be a number-two seed in the entire country, right now they have them going to Columbia. There's going to be a Wake Forest regional. There may be an ECU regional. There is still so much out there if Campbell goes one-for-one one next week, oh for 2 next week, or whatever. we well, a little still behind the scenes that. here. At the North Carolina yep. game, Heath Bowers,
1: who pitched, he graduated in 2015. Legend. Campbell they've, legend. They've organized an alumni gathering at Chapel Hill. So there's like 30 baseball alums wow. from really? the 2010 to 2015 <laughs> era. So I'm going to go up there and meet them pregame. Oh, man. And then the Alumni Association with Sarah Swain, they're having a meetup in a, in a private suite in the stadium. So there'll be uh, yeah. at least 100 alums just in that core group, not to mention... Fans and students and all. Bowie's
0: Creek that. Northwest is what you're telling me. I'm thinking of so from yeah, about Franklin Northwest. Street
1: to uh, right here in <laughs> Bowie's Creek Street.
0: Well, that that'll be fun, and and that game will be um, Evan will be up there to bring you audio coverage for free. Varsity Network app and gocamels.com, and also that's on uh, ESPN Plus, ACC Network, Network X, or what have you. But again, everything is still in front. of – of Campbell, I know people are disappointed, especially when you get the, the the top ten ranking. Likely will not be back in the top ten ranking. You don't have a chance to beat up on a Big South team in this weekend. But again, look at the season as a whole as we get down to the nitty gritty. And, and again, this is Campbell is still in the mix to to host a, a regional. But some incredible things going on. Our, our track and field team that cleaned up at the Cammies, That they, they oh won more yeah. awards than any other team at the Cammies. Uh, They are at Charlotte and at Jacksonville, tuning up for what's going to be the Big South Championship in the week of May 8th. And speaking of the week of May 8th, our women's golf team, they got the regional they wanted, the one they thought they were going to do. We're
1: going to Raleigh.
0: They're going to Raleigh. So Lonnie Pool Golf golf Course will be there May 8th through the 10th. This is why this is very important, right? 12 teams in each golf regional, six advance to what is a a week-long national tournament. It's going to be in Arizona next year. It is so tough, and you got to be a real good golfer that this affects your game, and that is what uh, these collegiate golfers are. But when you're in a regional and you get thrown to a different part of the country, and Campbell's women have been way down in Florida, they've been up in Wisconsin, they've been everywhere in between, it's different weather, it's different grass, grass, and that makes a big difference on the putting green. Not to a hack golfer like me, not to even a pretty decent golfer like you. Like the grass isn't going to affect our putting that much when you are so precise it does. So they know the weather, they know the grass, they know that course. And Matt Moot, who is an assistant coach, he runs mainly with the men, he was an assistant coach up at NC State over the last year and a half. So there is probably no one in this area that knows that course better than Matt Moot, Campbell alum by the way, now assistant coach for the second time here at Campbell. He knows every inch of grass speaking of, and everything on that course. So he's a he's an encyclopedia that will be able to really, really help them. And uh, it'll be fun too because we'll, we'll go the, up and be think able of the to teams see teams that are in this region. Yeah.
1: Obviously NC State, so they'll have a huge advantage. Wake Forest top five team in the country. Then Arizona State, that's always really good. Florida State, Florida, and TCU. Like you said, finish in the top six, you get in. Campbell's an 11 seed. We've seen Campbell make it as a 10 seed before and qualify in the top six. So the seeding, it's only a number entering the region and who you play with those first couple rounds. But as you do better, you move up. And something I saw in Stan Cole's SID for golf this week, four of our five starters have been in two or more regionals. Now, that plays a factor. You it's have incredible. regional experience. Some of the senior captains transferred from last year with Emily Hawkins and, and some others, but this team's ready. They they play well in the Big South tournament, and you just have to get hot day one. If you fall behind yep. early, it's tough, but if you play well round one, you're in it two and three.
0: Yeah, and it'll be fun, too, if you I- – I don't know what the admission prices are, even if they even charge it for something it's like free. that, but it's fun. Yeah, you
1: can walk up and walk around.
0: It's a beautiful course. It's right outside of downtown Raleigh, but you don't really feel like you're right outside of downtown Raleigh. And, you know, you can walk around and and cheer on our women. But just incredible. 11th straight NCAA tournament appearance. And it does not matter what sport you're playing and what conference that it just that blows the mind. What What John Crooks has done, the sustained excellence for decades and decades now.
1: And not only winning conference tournaments, but at-large berths. And right, and for a program like Campbell, any sport that can get in on their own merit, oh my that speaks volumes to what they're doing. Clearly, John Crooks, who now has 99 career women's victories, just on the women's side, he's a winner. But for the team to also do that, thats such a fun year for yeah. them.
0: Yeah, so that will be a lot of fun. And that brings us to... Smooth transition to the Cammies. Our women's golf team ended up being the uh, outstanding female team of the year for what they did last year. Now, the Cammies, it is the uh, award show for Campbell as uh, at the end of the year, always around this time as, as Campbell honors their own. It is put on by SAC, which is our Student uh, Athletic Advisory Council and they are in charge of the nominations. They are in charge of the of the voting uh, to see who gets it. So it's really a, a great award show. There's great food. It happens in the student union. Everybody dresses up. We call it student-athlete prom uh, sometime, and and last night we had it. So we'll run through the winners here. Uh, female newcomer of the year from track and field, that's Kaylee Elliott. She was a freshman of the year uh, in the Big South this year. As far as indoor goes, uh, set all kinds of records. Anthony Delorso, our men's basketball team, uh, men's yep. basketball player, freshman of the year in the Big South, first freshman of the year for Campbell um, since uh, Chris Clemens got that honor. And um, fan of the year, Gabby Hernandez. Uh, Evan did a fantastic So, you guys pitch may have seen Gabby. or heard yep. Gabby
1: at games. And the neat thing about Gabby is she's been coming to baseball games for seven years now, yep. ever since I've started. But this season, the men's soccer, women's soccer teams, lacrosse, I've seen her at basketball games. Almost every sport has said, Gabby, you come and watch. We'll you know, give you pictures post-game. We'll let you in the locker room, meet the players. Yeah. She has become now not just a baseball staple, but at almost every sport, you, you see Gabby at events.
0: Yeah, it's been been—it's been so much fun how she has now been woven into. And she
1: was at the Cammies, too. So she sat with Drake yeah. Pearson, who's her best friend. And then those two, they went up to the stage for the pictures. Yeah. Her sister Elizabeth is a freshman this fall. So the family is now being a real part of Campbell, which I think is really neat. You know, obviously, Gabby not attending school, but for Elizabeth to do it and to be a true freshman, she already has her, her roommate, and she picked out her dorm this week for uh, freshman orientation. So that whole family now is going to be locked to Campbell for life.
0: It's awesome, and, and if you haven't done it, um, watch uh, Evan's great piece that he did on uh, on Gabby um, last year during during baseball season. If you search YouTube on um, Gabby's Journey Campbell, um, you will find it. So it's just a uh, it's just a really really touching speech and a and a great and a great great story, and you know shows the connection that uh, these athletes really have um, with the community. So congratulations to her. Our female team performance of the year went to women's soccer. They clinched the Big South regular season title. You remember, they went undefeated in the regular season, and they clinched it by just beating up on Longwood 8 nothing. It was an incredible game. The male team performance of the year went to our baseball team. Last uh, tournament, last Big South tournament, you remember they lost their first game. We're in the losers bracket, won four games in two days to win the twenty twenty two Big South and tournament.
1: And you and I were there for yeah. almost every hour. Yeah. Of those it was, it's a this it was, was a lot. It's pre-pitch clock rules in college baseball. So the Gardner Webb game was a walk-off win. You were calling that game in the morning. Then at night, you know, six hours later, we play a four and a half hour game yeah. against upstate, where that game had a bunch of lead <laughs> changes, and Zach Neto earned the save in that game to send <laughs> us to the championship. The now Angel shortstop Zach Neto, who (laughs) threw a handful of innings. He pitched in that game. Then it was basically 10 hours straight on Championship Sunday. You win the first game on ESPN and then play the nightcap with, guess who, Zach Neto (laughs) hitting the first inning home run. And then Cade Keeler pitched on one day's rest in that short span. He got a couple outs to get out of a jam. And, I mean, that was a crazy two days just to go to the tournament where Campbell, of course, won a game in the, in the regional, so that, yeah. that whole week was nuts.
0: <laughs> that was uh, wow, wow, what a week! And since the camis always happen before all of the student athletes go home, we always have the thing where you award and you have nominations from the end of the season previous. So, really, this is from events April, that happen say April to April, yeah, April to April 2022 to 2023. So, that's why not only Uh, baseball, nominated for, but won what was, in this past year, uh, really the most incredible, incredible thing. We have female individual performance of the year, Chastity Pickett for track and field. She was the most valuable athlete at the Big South Indoor Meet. Male individual performance of the year, C.J. McBride. He's been killing it this year. He got not only most outstanding performer, but most valuable athlete at the Big South Indoor Championship. We cleaned up at the Indoor Championships. We didn't win the conference title, because High Point just throws so many... Look,
1: one more individual title yes. than any
0: school. Yes, yes, but High Point gets more points. Because remember in track, if you get into the final heat and finish seventh, you still get some points, and that's what High Point has been doing. Cheaters, I mean, I didn't say that, but... Uh, they know how to bend the rules. Yeah, they right? know, they, they they know how to roster. do it. I mean, I mean, it is in the rules. They have a big roster. They... They Liberty, put a lot of resources, years, you, know, you know, and that's how Liberty won their title. They don't have football. They don't have softball. They can put uh, a little more resources into some more, and they, they certainly do that. But Campbell, uh, gunning for high point um, in the Big South Conference uh, tournament that will happen in a couple of weeks. Female Iron Camel, that's who uh, our strength and conditioning staff say is the best in the weight room. Claudia Ware, you might know her as Shorty. And then Julian Hill, who aside here, Julian yeah. Hill – um are all everything all american tied in espn earlier in the week projected him to be drafted there are seven rounds in the uh in the nfl draft now that they, they projected him to be, able to be drafted in that seventh round other projections have him around brevin allen is getting uh some some looks and also to coming out of nowhere aaron maddox who originally started his collegiate career at colorado that shows you what kind of a player that he was he as fast as all get out You really impress people in individual workouts. I firmly believe all three of those players will end up in an NFL camp. They usually sign after the draft. But I think there's a chance out there, Campbell University, and one of those three might have their name called in the seventh round, which would be incredible. That's never happened before.
1: And I was at Greg Milhouse's watch party in 2016. So Greg was back in the PFL. He was an App State transfer, but was really good at our level. He signed with the New York Giants. But being with his family in Garner that day, all the phone calls, right? So you pick up the phone. It's his agent. Oh, well, the Eagles are talking to you. And everyone gets excited. And then the depression. An hour later, phone rings. Hey, everyone, quiet down. Here's the phone. Oh, the Cowboys are talking to you. They're going to pick you next round. So so much of that goes into the weekend. And that's what Julian's experiencing right now because round two and three is today. And then the rest of the rounds are on Saturday. So for the next two days, he'll be sitting by that phone like his life depends on it. That's hey, so this, this team's talking to you. Hey, this team wants to sign you. And then when the draft ends, if you don't get drafted, it becomes a free-for-all of, yep. hey, let's sign this contract. You're yep. going to join us for OTAs. You're going to join us for rookie camp. And if we can get a Campbell player drafted, it would be the first ever, which would be amazing. Yeah. And two, for a program that's less than 15 years old that was non-scholarship for half of that tenure.
0: Absolutely. To
1: have an NFL prospect like Julian Hill. Remember, high school quarterback blew out his knee in high school converted tight end, put on 60 pounds because he was an undersized tight end, and now was an All-American and could be a draft pick, what a story arc for him.
0: Yeah, in, in, incredible. And he's really beaten the odds to, um, boy, it's 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 been awesome what he has become, both on and off the field. So, so
1: fittingly, I accepted the award for Iron Cam in his okay. honor. Because that's good, Julian that's was good. sitting at the NFL draft <laughs> waiting for his name yeah, to be called.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, That was the thing. It's like, eh, we wanted him to be here, but um, we realized that he could have his name called, so he is going to be watching the draft. Okay, speaking of back into the Cammy's highest team GPA, women's soccer. There were a lot of eyes that were looking around the room when that was announced. It's usually women's golf
1: or tennis that have 10 or so athletes.
0: There's a lot of players on the women's soccer roster. A 3.66, that's the average of... The women's soccer... GPA. GPA, 3.66. Amazing congratulations uh, to them. Outstanding female athlete. Here she is again. Chastity Pickett is the outstanding female athlete from track and field. The outstanding male athlete, Zach Netto. Surprise, surprise. Yes, how about that? He is uh, now with the Angels. He wasn't there to accept the award. Outstanding female team of the year. Golf for what they did last year. You could throw in what they did this year uh, as well. Outstanding Male Team of the Year. Maybe a bit of surprise, and I will preface this by saying that all of these categories were pretty much decided by one or two votes. Outstanding Male Team of the Year, tennis. Tennis winning the regular season last year. They won the regular season uh, again this year. But sensational for a team that traditionally has been really good for Campbell, and COVID kind of stopped it a little bit. Now they're back on top. When they won that
1: Big South title two years ago to finally get over the hump, what a big moment for David Johnson and that crew. And, and last year's team went undefeated in the regular season. like They earned it, 7-0. and They lost to Radford in a final where the weather moved the tournament from Wake Forest. They moved it to Virginia Tech's indoor yeah. facility. It was all kind of last minute. And they lost 4-3 to in the championship. So uh, what a run for them. And, yeah. and I'm glad tennis wins because that's a program that goes to every soccer match. They go to every softball game. They are very supportive of sports like golf, and and they just go to everything, right? And you want student-athletes to be rewarded. That's the whole point of the Cammies, and they are all engaged in Campbell, and that's really cool for the tennis team.
0: And speaking of uh, student-athletes being rewarded, the most prestigious award at the Cammies are Mr. and Miss Campbell, and these two are not only two, a couple that get it done – um, in athletic competition but are also leaders uh, not only in the athletic department but in the university and uh, in the community. Mr. Campbell is Jaden Jenkins from track and field. He's been great on the track in his career but uh, boy he's really moved into a leadership role. He's a vocal de- defender of his track team but also you will see him at every single game match him and, him and Matt Hampton yep.
1: are quite a duo. They'll be at every vo- – vo- they love volleyball. They'll go to every volleyball game. They love basketball. go to yeah. a lot of the basketball games. And he goes to almost every sport. But it was funny that morning we do our rehearsal, and you promptly reminded a lot of the SAC representatives are at this rehearsal, and you said, hey, if you're Mr. and Ms. Campbell, you have to give a speech. And Jaden, within a half second, goes – oh, man, I don't need a sheet. I don't need a speech. I don't need to prepare anything. But at <laughs> yeah. the night of the cammies, he brings out his cell phone yeah, and has right? like eight talking points. So <laughs> clearly he was hedging his yeah. bed and had his speech ready.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. Liz Spiricino, uh from our swim team, One Miss Campbell. She has been SAC president for two years. SAC is doing something a little different. It's a role, especially the president of the student athletes advisory council that takes a little while to get into. So, so they're trying to do it where you will have basically two year terms and she's been sensational. The Cammies was virtual for two years because it had to be because of COVID. And then she was responsible for putting in a a lot of great ideas and she really was hands on with it as it has come back these two years. So well-deserving.
1: And the food was great, too.
0: The food was good. That That's what you all, I mean, you know, as long as the food was good. I, I will I will say this in, in credit to uh, Dr. Kendra Hancock, who works over in uh, student-athlete support, and Lauren McNamara-Clement, who Oh yeah, who is a 2021 Miss Campbell. She has come back, and she is our uh, head of athletics administration. But, but they really have a lot to do with uh, the, the whole banquet thing. And we get nearly 800 people <laughs> through three buffet lines in... 25 to 30 minutes, which, incredible. And it all just kind of moves and goes. And we had a live band to start off everything this year. And our brief history, or maybe not so brief, who knows where this conversation goes, of of the Cammies. Um, Evan has been there. You said you started on Cammies. Year five. Full, year five. I've been there since the beginning. This is how the Cammies started. So back in 2011-12, the fall of 2011, Bob Roller uh, was the athletic director I was hired a couple weeks after him, so he didn't hire me. Basically, my boss at the time, uh, Jared Turner, hired me. And so there's a lot of new. We're all trying to get to know each other. Bob has come in. It's our first year in the Big South. You can tell, hey, he wants to he wants to make this something. He basically turned Samford into a team that the SoCon wanted and went in for that. And so, you know, a couple months uh, go by. We're trying to all get acquainted with each other. We have a meeting with him, and he basically looks in the room and tells us that, you know, back at his old school, he did an ESPY-style award show, and he wants to bring that here to Campbell. And we have to start from scratch. He didn't say that, but we're all that. And We go out of that meeting, I look at my boss. And at the time, the creative department, the broadcast department, the marketing department was me and him and two GAs. Yeah. And we were going to put together this uh, award shows. He did it at Samford. And this was at a time they didn't have the Ramseys. They didn't have the oh, Wolfies. This was very new. In yeah, they didn't guys. have the Goldies. This was something that had just started a little while. In fact, we had it be- before all those ACC teams uh, here in the state. So we didn't really even have a blueprint to go off of. And it was a signature thing for Bob Roller, who did so many things. And we are eating the fruits of the orchard that he planted right now. Um, there's a lot more to it than that, but, but but he came in with a vision that Campbell's athletics was going to be what it was now. And this was his thing. Before, they literally had it in Gore Arena. Every team sat together. The lights were on, and then, you know, the tennis coach would get up and say, hey, here's our most valuable player. He'd come up, clap, 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 a little bit high school banquish it, a lot like um and uh, and he made something. So when you walked in the gym, it was totally transformed. You walked draped, in the Gore the Arena. There were there were uh, aerial balloons being held. It was it's hard to say, but if you look back for for Cammy's pictures, he that was his signature, and it started from the beginning that year of Hey, this is going to be different.
1: Well, and Bob had always told us, and I was part of these initial conversations. That the camis is our twenty-second sport, like it is. It is oh, just yeah. as important as winning championships. You um, want to have a big night and a lot of good videos and the presentation matter. Like to him, yeah. this was and to all of us because we all bought into that. Like this was a big moment, and we would spend a few weeks and months yeah. gearing up for this event.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a big pride point of of Campbell, and it was something that has probably taken some years off my life uh with the stress of putting together especially back in the beginning when we didn't luckily we had some very creative people around bill Priestley, uh man he did he did so much wonderful things to it and then when when bill came in and you were in you you took a hold of, of the camis and that and it was it was it was oddly enough that you know obviously like i did some broadcasting things like that in, in high school and college i did not like being in front of people live, like on stage, giving speeches, anything like that. You know, stick a camera in front of my face, doesn't matter who how many people are watching it, like I was more comfortable that. But suppose it's like, oh, this is a guy that talks and broadcasts. He's gonna be the MC for our high school variety show. He's gonna be the MC for for the variety show in college. Like I was the guy that they picked up and I'm like, I don't like to do this, but I guess I will. Little did I know at the time that that would train me. Like, i put together variety shows before. Like, I've put together award shows before. And so I had this weirdly unique skill to it that he didn't even know about. And so we were able to do it. But, you know, there were those were a lot of late nights. And Now we have such an amazing staff, Brooke Brown, who has taken over creative for us. She was great organizing it, put together so many videos. You, you know, we, through the years, Evan, and, and thanks to you as well, we were able to get very efficient at it. You're right. It used to be basketball season ended, and me and somebody else would start working on the camis and everything else was just kind of pushed aside, which is not the way it should be. But anyway, we we, we got very good as one, seeing what the student athletes really wanted, what they really needed, and um and then making it into a show that is still really really good but a little shorter, a little more compact. It still has the same effect, and it still happens. I still got this gray hair. It's not well, going to go away. Well, and the
1: politics of putting it all together, too, because a lot of these awards, you know, now it's all student-athlete-driven, yeah. and they vote, and they nominate. We used to have private hour-long meetings at restaurants where there were some folks in a committee, and I'll, yeah. I'll reveal that Chris and I were part of that for amount of years, but us and some others would sit down and say, hey, who needs to be nominated for this award? Who is going to win this award? How do we make sure that you know things are involved where we're not excluding teams and we're making sure people are into it? Yeah. Like, there was a whole process to, and that would take days and weeks to.
0: Put yeah, that. you're right. There's a little bit more m- massaging of the nomination and voting process to let everybody get get, get a piece of the pie. So that there, though, you're right. Those days there wouldn't have been five track and field. Winners, there wouldn't have been five men's basketball winners or or five football, you know it was that. And so I, I feel really good that uh, the Camis is still very, very special um, to everyone who's involved in it. and um and it's 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 very student athlete driven, which is which is who it is for in the first place. And it's over. And thank you again. Thank you for again for being days. a host, uh, Zach Burley, uh, also a host. and we and we worked in a student for the first time ever in uh, Lyndall Suggs, who has done. So much play-by-play. And the
1: Cammies is nice because we can also mix in some humor in that event. A lot of our teams do well at Campbell. It's not like we're picking on one team or the other. But you can poke fun at the coach. You can enjoy an old Big South opponent. Like we played this montage at the start of all of our former Big South teams that are leaving as we go to the CAA. You can add in a little bit of humor there and poke fun at Coach Hare for the amount of kids he has. You know, like you're allowed to have a little bit of wiggle room. There's of-
0: always there's always been that element of comedy and that comes from from Bob Roller who again created the show and was very 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 hands on with it uh, at the front. Again, this was his showpiece of how he was coming and uh, and really changing Campbell Athletics for the better. Me and him have the same sense of humor. He has a very kind of like SNL Witty, dry wit, kind of sketch comedy sense of humor, and we we put together some pretty funny things. You, you know, a long time it was probably more sketch comedy than uh, the, 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 than it was awards. It sometimes, and again, um I'm glad it's gone back to that. But uh, well, we used but, yeah, to spend three weeks. It's really interesting. The softball team yes. and put together. Uh, yeah. The themed skit of the yeah, year. Yeah, funny funny videos would be called for and and demanded from from. It was like from our team. practice yeah.
1: And you will make this video for <laughs> us and submit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, it one of the many things that have gone into building Campbell into an incredible athletic department are things like this. And and that's where Bob Roller and then those that have come after him were brilliant on hey, it's not just it's not just we need a, you know, a a better baseball stadium. We need a better baseball stadium, but we need to pay the assistant coaches more. We need to get better equipment. We need to do this and things like this that matter in recruiting are end-of-year banquet look different than others. A lot of others have caught up, but ours look like a Power Five and Group of Five level, and, and have the, for and from 10 the years. And student experience, yes. they feel treated yes, perfectly, exactly. you know,
1: regardless of how much or how little is involved in it. Right. Every student you talk to when they walk out said, this was really neat. I yeah. enjoyed it. There was yeah. good food. I had some fun. Teams won awards. I saw my picture during the presentation or video yeah. of some kind, and like, that matters because they're about to all go home for the summer. So leaving that lasting impression is important.
0: And then the great thing is, after a half decade of wonderful work putting together this show, it took a, it took years off of Evan's life, too. Uh, he was the MC, but really didn't have to do too much more other than that. So uh, hopefully you'll come back next year and we can do it again. If we keep but serving uh, cheesecake, yeah, I'll come back yeah, every Yeah, you'll year. come back. And if not, you'll, you'll always have a, a special place at the VIP table for... Evan Budrovich. All right, that is our brief history of the Cammies. Good luck on finals, everybody. And remember, Saturday, 1 o'clock, women's cross playing for a trophy here at Barker Lane Stadium.
1: Bring the trophy to Bowie's Creek, question mark?
0: I have – we'll get an update on that coming up after <laughs> the break. So I may be driving to no. the Big South Conference office Let's just win it, in, Charlotte, Let's just win in, it. in it. Charlotte to see. Okay, for Evan, I'm Chris – Have a great, great week. And this has been Camel Call Friday.